0: on Skype. Okay, we are live. We are recording. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Robert Morrow. Last name is spelled M-O-R-R-O-W. He comes to us from Texas. I've been following him on Twitter. He does a lot of posting on Twitter under Lyndon Johnson murdered John F. Kennedy. Great information. He's very knowledgeable about the JFK situation. He also operates, and you can look at his political research blog. I'll put a link to that blog as well. He has posts going back to 2016. And um, he, I kind of reached out to him and said, hey, do you mind want to talk about LBJ and his involvement? And he agreed. So uh, we kind of were messing, uh, working with some technology stuff, but he's on Skype now and ready to roll. So Robert Morrow, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, William. Excellent. So for people who may not have heard your name, uh, you've done, you said you've read read like 400 books on JFK. You mentioned pe- people's names I didn't know of in the kind of pre show talk we had. Can you kind of talk about your background and how you got interested in the JFK assassination?
1: Well, I haven't read 400 books on the JFK assassination. I ha- I At one time, I had 400 books relating to that. You, you don't have time to read all the books, you have to be specific. You have to go in the index and check out certain topics that are the most important things because not every page is the same importance. I don't know how many books I have now. So I have, I don't know, maybe 2,000 books relating to the JFK assassination, um, the Kennedys, and Lyndon Johnson, the CIA, the FBI, um, the Vietnam War, uh, civil rights. All that stuff is all kind of relayed together in the JFK assassination.
0: Right, and so you, I take it you're from Texas, right? And so you're kind of in the middle. I'm, from, of I'm
1: from I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, originally. And I graduated high school in 1983. I went to Princeton University, then I went to the University of Texas and got my MBA. Graduated there in 1990. Moved back home, worked at a family business for four years. Then moved out to Texas in 1994, and I've been here ever since.
0: Gotcha. So you're kind of on site there. And how how did you become an expert in the JFK? Like, have you what uh, what kind of set you aside? Like you mentioned this guy. Joaquin Justin, I never even heard his name. It shows you what I know. But uh,
1: how did well, I think you? you kind of, I think you mean how did I become the world's foremost authority on the JFK assassination, which yes. I am. Yes. Well, you read a lot of books. You skim a lot of books. You go to a lot of websites. You interact with the nation's absolute top-notch JFK assassination researchers. You go to many conferences over the years, and you talk with the little people who email me all the time because these so-called little people know all kinds of things. They're kin to people. They know little facts, uh, and you talk with them. So my email address is morrow321 at aol.com. That's morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W, 321 at aol.com. Feel free to email me questions or comments.
0: Gotcha. So you've kind of been researching for a long time. And what maybe like, you post all these fascinating things about LBG I didn't know. Like be, be, he was be,
1: yeah, because I'm well-read, you see. You, you can't do that unless you've spent the time to read and read and read and look and look at pictures and pictures after pictures. It takes. It's called secondary reading. A lot of people do primary research. I've done a little bit of that. There's so much secondary reading out there that is my edge. But go ahead. Gotcha.
0: Well, I was just gonna say, like, uh, what the LBJ was much more. I mean, even people didn't know his reputation as crap, but he was also kind of a sexual predator and just a. There was something even like about
1: him. sex. Bill Clinton is. Are you there? Testing one Yeah, I'm here. Just like Donald Trump is, uh, just like JFK was a sexual psychopath, just like Martin Luther King was sexually unhinged, adulterer. That's the reality of these people. Um, Lyndon Johnson was a mentally unstable criminal psychopath who somehow made friends with the richest, most wealthiest people in Texas and in the nation. And that's what kept him in power because he was catering to the billionaires of Texas. He was catering to the Rockefellers. He was catering to the top Jewish Zionists in America who had a strong, strong interest in Israel, and LBJ carried water for them for decades. That's a lot of power. But the people below him below him, who were not powerful, who were not rich, who were not famous, he treated them like garbage. He was an abusive, psychopath, very vulgar, disgusting. He would defecate in front of people to dominate them. Over the decades, he would curse at them, shriek at them, yell. He was mentally unstable. Many people who worked for him have told stories about him being a, a, a paranoid, in dissolution while he's in the White House. McGeorge Bundy compared him to Joseph Stalin as far as being that crazy and that dangerous. He was just a sick, evil, vile, disgusting man, top to bottom.
0: Yeah, and like you, like even the, the research that you put up on Twitter, like he was having sex with secretaries. I you know, just, uh, I was like, uh, okay, okay, you yes. described it now. Yeah, yeah
1: all, all Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon, I'm talking about Lyndon Johnson here, okay. And the media has whitewashed him because they talk about John F. Kennedy's sex capades, okay. Well, Lyndon Johnson just say, I've had more sex with women by accident, then JFK has had sex with women on purpose. And so all LBJ cared about was money, power, drinking, and screwing secretaries. And there are many, 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 many examples of that. And he would screw his secretaries under the same roof of Lady Bird. He passed the 1964 Civil Rights Act and tried to screw his first black secretary at the at the LBJ ranch. He tried to have sex with Mary McGrory who was a Kennedy favorite reporter. Okay, she was an old, ugly hag. He was trying to have sex with her. Uh, his secretary pool were people that he, he regularly had sex with. Now, of course, JFK pulled that number as well. But you know, Lady Bird was enabling him.
0: Yeah, you compared her to like a harem mother or something like that. So very strange, but he also like. Well, well, of-
1: well, Jackie Kennedy would compare, would say that Lyndon, anything that Lyndon, if Lyndon Johnson wanted Lady Bird to run down the street naked, she would do that. He would said the Kennedys would call him Colonel Cornpone, and they would call Lady Bird, they would call Lady Bird, like Jackie would say, and his little pork chop. Little
0: pork chop, wow! And their relationship, like you record volcanic arguments they had, so. It was not one big, happy Democratic family. Uh, well, no, the no, no. No,
1: no the, the volcanic argument that I've been promoting lately is Abraham Baldwin witnessed Lyndon Johnson having a volcanic argument with the Kennedys on June 29, 1961 in the Oval Office. Are, are we allowed to use profanity on this? this I part prefer not,
0: but if you have to, you know, you can't.
1: Well, you know, when you're talking about Lyndon Johnson, that, that guy was literally bathed in profanity every single day of his life. Uh, the word goddamn was his favorite word. That's how you can tell the accuracy of an LBJ quote. If it has the word goddamn in it, he probably said it. He would call people up at 3 o'clock in the morning. they say, who is this? He'd say, this is Lyndon goddamn Johnson. So... On that fight with the Kennedys, and you can find the interview of that by Andrew Craig, if you look at uh, Abraham Bolden exclusive interview on YouTube by the DC Insiders. That's Andrew Craig and Wayne Mattson. You can see this never-before-revealed interview that Abraham Bolden, former Secret Service agent, has been sitting on for 62 years. It's incredibly important because Lyndon Johnson had just murdered a man 26 days before Henry Marshall on June 3rd, 1961, because Henry Marshall was investigating LBJ's cash cow for kickbacks, Billy Saul Estes. And if you're investigating Billy Saul Estes, you're investigating Lyndon Johnson. Henry Marshall would, would 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 not stop doing that, would not would not quit doing that. LBJ ordered his murdered and he was murdered, shot 5 times with a bolt action gun on June 3rd, 1961. It was ro- ruled ridiculously a suicide by henchmen of Lyndon Johnson in Robertson County, Texas.
0: Super gruesome, right? In a car or something like
1: that. On his farm.
0: That's right.
1: And that was that was near near a car. He was near a car when they found him. He didn't he didn't commit suicide. He was
0: murdered. And he had this guy Malcolm. uh, He had a hitman that kind of uh, was around him, right? Uh, Malcolm. um, can you hear me okay? Yes, I hear you. Yep. Um,
1: Malcolm Wallace may or may not have been a hitman of LBJ. That comes from Billy Sola Estes, who likes to blame that. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah, I hear you fine.
1: You're okay, through just fine. So um, Lyndon Johnson, in my opinion, was of course murdering people with a hitman. Billy Sola Estes said he would put him on. Uh, military aircraft and fly them around the country, so that um, there would be no, rec- no there would be no flight records of the people that LBJ was flying around to murder people. Uh, wow. I think he was doing that to Billy Solaces's accountant and, 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 and staffers that knew how close he was to Lyndon Johnson in
0: 1961. Wow, that's amazing. So you know, he was moving killers around on government. On 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 military aircraft, so
1: you do not have a commercial aircraft manifest with their names on it. Um, LBJ was uh, a serial murderer. He murdered a man named Sam Smithwick in prison, and the governor of Texas, uh, Alan Shivers, knew it. And we know that because LBJ told this story to journalist Ronnie Duggar, saying, Alan Shivers said, I murdered Sam Smithwick. Sam Smith was threatening to talk about how Lyndon Johnson had stolen the 1948 Texas Democratic Senate runoff with Coke Stevenson by gargantuan vote fraud down in South Texas. So Smithwood got murdered in jail before he could tell it to Coke Stevenson. LBJ
0: orchestrated that. And didn't his sister, Josepha or whatever, didn't she die suspiciously too? Who? Jo- Josepha wasn't his sister Johnson. I well, well,
1: you know, yeah, yes, she did. L- Lyndon Johnson did not kill his sister Josepha. Okay, okay. Um, but um, Mac Wallace killed a boyfriend of Josepha named John Kinzer on October twenty second, nineteen fifty two, at the Butler Pitch and Putt Golf Course here in Austin, Texas. And Mack Wallace was picked up within 30 minutes on B. Caves Road, not far from where I'm sitting right now, probably about 15 minutes from where I'm sitting here in West Austin, in, in uh, West Austin, Texas. And the first words out of his mouth were to the cops, I've got to get back to Washington, D.C. I'm working for, for Senator Lyndon Johnson. First words out of his mouth. He, he pulled the LBJ card. So fast forward four months later to February of 1952. There is a murder trial of Mack Wallace. He openly, blatantly went into a pro shop and killed uh, John Douglas Kinzer because he was screwing his wife and screwing his girlfriend, Joseph. It was like a love quadrangle, so to speak. And Mack Wallace was convicted of first-degree murder, and he was given a sentence by the crooked judge in Austin of five years probation, no time in jail on a murder conviction. And that, more than anything else, will tell you the dark power that Lyndon Johnson wielded in Texas in the 1940s, 50s and 60s.
0: Right. He just had his kind of tendrils everywhere. I mean, on the, on the road to power. And you placed him as a key player in the JFK assassination, right? right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in agreement with Phil Nelson, who is the author of LBJ, the mastermind of the JFK assassination. I, I don't agree with him with, with every point that he says, but in general, he's 100% correct that LBJ murdered JFK. Um the, the the evidence for that is just overwhelming. I mean, the the first words out of Jackie Kennedy's mouth on Air Force One on the ride back from Dallas to uh, Washington D.C. was quote, "Lyndon Johnson did it," as she said that to her press secretary, Pamela Tenure, who was a mistress of JFK, by the way. Evelyn Lincoln, JFK's secretary, wrote up a list of suspects on the plane ride back from Dallas to Bethesda, Maryland, to to, to the Air, to the Air Force base, she put Lyndon at the, at the top of the list. Bobby Kennedy, who had been trying to destroy Lyndon Johnson through media exposés that previous week, bleed immediately. Bobby Kennedy for his birthday present right before the right before the JFK assassination, his friends gave him a Lyndon Johnson voodoo doll with pins in it. Oh.
0: That's uh, all so, true. Yeah.
1: that's all true. That's what he got for his birthday. Somebody can go online and look up the date of Robert Kennedy's birthday, and you'll know when he got it.
0: It is interesting that his son is running for president, so like a lot of the stuff is still relevant in a lot of ways um but the there was like a key meeting I've been reading about that was oh my goodness, it.
1: oh my goodness, Robert Kennedy's birthday was on November twentieth his brother was killed on the 22nd. He got, he got his LBJ voodoo doll two days before JFK was murdered. Now, what's your question?
0: Uh, just before the assassination, I think it was two days, there was a big meeting at the Murchison house or ranch or whatever. But no, it actually, kind of was, actually, actually, it
1: wasn't. That's a fantasy. It never happened. That didn't happen. The, the, the date the of data that, that phantom meeting was November 21, 1963. It never happened. Okay. Madeline Brown was lying about that. Oh, okay. Uh, they were see William the JFK and Lyndon Johnson were in uh, uh, Houston, Texas that night at a dinner for Senator Albert Thomas. They were the LBJ was at no party in in Dallas, Texas. A lot oh, of a of lot of researchers, uh, you know, open their mouths and believe everything that Madeline Brown says. Madeline Brown's a very very important witness because LBJ told her that the CIA. And the Texas oil man in Dallas, his friend, friends killed JFK. That's true. But she was lying about being at a party. It never happened. Never happened. Nobody was there. Period.
0: And uh, for people who don't know who Abraham Bolden is, can you talk about him? Because he's really important part of the story. but yeah. I don't Yeah, well,
1: uh, Abraham is a part of the story that indicts Lyndon Johnson, the JFK assassination. There are many, many things that indict LBJ. He immediately was blaming it on communists. Everybody else thought it was a right-winger in Texas. Uh, LBJ called Will Fritz on Saturday and told him to quit investigating. You've got your man. Quit talking to Oswald. The next day, LBJ calls into the emergency room. After Oswald's been shot and says, I want to get a confession from the assassin. He didn't say, Ask Oswald who sent him. He said, I just want a confession. But back to Abraham Bolden, who, who's an important figure. And he's important because you can Google him Abraham Bolden's Spartacus. You'll get a good biography of Abraham Bolden. He was the first black Secret Service agent in the White House, he was only there for one month. June of 1961, he complained about lack security of John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy liked him, doted on Abraham Bolden, was nice to him, specifically requested that he be assigned to White House Secret Service detail. Um, but the problem is the other Secret Service agents, many of them were racist, which meant they hated Abraham Bolden. They did not like any progressive policies on race that was coming out of the Kennedys, and they didn't like JFK, and they didn't respect the fact that he was a sex freak, and they were having to cover for him while he runs around naked in hotel rooms. Much of the Secret Service did not like or respect John Kennedy, not all of them, but many of them did. And do and you so, think that
0: yeah. they knew beforehand that he was going to get killed? Because some people no, made that
1: argument. No, because not. It's not like the whole Secret Service was involved. Maybe one or two key members did. That's all you need. All you need is somebody in management or leadership to manipulate the rest of the people and drop back security, and then JFK gets a bullet in the head. So the answer to that question would be no. Most Secret Service agents were not involved in the JFK assassination.
0: No foreknowledge, right? But Bolden, like, he, they put him through the works. I mean, he had to get a pardon, I think, within the last couple of years, right? Well, well, Abra- say- well,
1: well, hold on. Abraham Bolden, uh, because he went to the Warren Commission, which really was not investigating the JFK assassination, the Secret Service found out about it, and because he had been complaining about what a crummy agent uh, James Rowley was, in 1961, so he was complaining about James Raleigh before he became the director of the Secret Service. They decided to frame him and say he was a crook, taking bribes and kickbacks. He wasn't, but they convicted him. They forced a criminal to lie, who later recanted his story. Abraham Bolden spent three years in jail, completely, totally innocent, just as innocent as Lee Harvey Oswald was in the JFK assassination. Oswald was a CIA patsy. And took so Abraham Bolden, 60-plus years to get his pardon. By Joe Biden last year. That's right, last year. Right, so it's fairly recent, right? 20, and on, yeah, 2022, he got his pardon. Yes, yes, sir.
0: Right, and so then uh, we go on to Oswald, the CIA patsy. I mean, his connections to the CIA now are very well documented, right?
1: Surely they are. Um, they're documented by many uh, indirect circumstantial things, such as uh, Oswald – was a huge fan of the TV show I Led Three Lives. It was an FBI-sponsored TV show. It's the story of Herbert Philbrook, a man who worked for the FBI. He would infiltrate communist rings in the late 40s. He would report back to the FBI. He would break up communist rings that were betraying America. And they made a TV show about it. It ran from 1953 to 1956. Lee Harvey Oswald was born in 1939, so he's 14, 15, and 16 years old. Utterly... Obsessed with a TV show about a person pretending to be a communist. So all this absolute garbage that you read in the mainstream media, the New York Times, the New Yorker, Dallas Morning News, WFAA, about Oswald being a Marxist or a communist or pro-Castro is garbage. Garbage It's not true,
0: and it's a big lie. Right, I mean, do you even think that some people I've talked to say he wasn't even at the school book depository? Do you think he was he was there? And he, yeah, he sure, he was he was there you. in the building.
1: Most likely, he was not on the sixth floor. He wasn't shooting anybody. He was a pre-selected CIA patsy. Now, the reason we know that is because in 1960, Marguerite Oswald was interviewed about her son, and she said he is. Five foot 10, 165 pounds. Fast forward three and a half years later to nineteen sixty-three, and the Dallas police within fourteen minutes of the JFK assassination is pushing out a description of a man seen with a rifle at Elm Street and Houston Street, an unnamed man who's five foot 10, 165 pounds. Obviously. They're pulling that from the 1960 file report, FBI interview of Marguerite Oswald. They wanted to have that description out there so they could pick up Oswald and have him plausibly match that description. Oswald was more like 5'9", 145. But they're using Marguerite Oswald's own description. And her description of Lee Harvey Oswald is 5'10", 165 pounds, is found in other gov- government documents created before the JFK assassination. One was a CIA document the week before, and one was an Immigration Naturalization Services document. So he was framed, and that proves it. Where do they, they get that description from? It's so obvious. They pulled it from the FBI files, the CIA files, the INS files, and they set the boy up.
0: Have you heard the the story that James Jesus Angleton had the Oswald file in his office and, like, he was the sole controller of it? Probably he did because Oswald –
1: all the available circumstantial evidence – and it's circumstantial because these files have been destroyed by the government. Okay, He's obviously not a communist, obviously not a Marxist, obviously not not a pro-Castro, so he's obviously a fake defector to Russia being run by the CIA. And if you look at the filing network at the CIA, Oswald's files were directed to a special counterintelligence file controlled by James Angleton and nobody else. So Angleton, the odds are extremely high, was Oswald's handler for his fake defectorship to Russia. And if it wasn't Angleton personally, it would be a a trusted aide under James Angleton who would be Oswald's handler.
0: But he's a CIA operative. Right. Do you think that Oswald Oswald was aware of what he was like? That no, yeah. he was oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oswald.
1: 100 stuff- percent. He's in the he's in the Marines. Therefore, he's he's obviously in the Office of Naval Intelligence. He's obviously not a real defector to Russia. Absolutely. Okay. He knew he was a CIA operative. Absolutely. 100 okay. percent. And he was a winning asset of the CIA. He's a low level operative not like James Bond or some or not like an official case officer but you have to have remember William at that time period in the late 50s I think it, I think it was October of 59 when Oswald defected we did not know what was going on behind this so-called iron curtain we wanted to find out about their military find out about their economy find out the morale of the average person in Russia what's going on we were we were seating them with fake defectors to find
0: that out. And Oswald, Oswald was one was of them. Of right. So he was part of that. And it's very strange how they put him into place in Dallas. Like the whole story of Ruth Payne, picking him up. He was from new Orleans, like picked him up in new Orleans a couple months before and drives in there. And the fact that his ex wife is staying with her, like
1: what's your, well, he, he, was, he was in Dallas originally in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And then he moved to uh, New Orleans for the uh, spring and summer of 1963. And then I think they manipulated him and sent him down to Mexico City. I can't prove he went to Mexico City. I think he went to Mexico City. I think he went, the CIA was sending him down there to have a track record of him visiting the Cuban embassy or the Soviet embassy or the Cuban consulate. So that would dirty him up. When they murdered John Kennedy, they they were setting up and dirtying up their patsy.
0: So he just wasn't aware that he was going to be put into place. And do you think that – so he didn't shoot Walker? That's all. No, no. That's
1: absurd. That's a lie. It's just – that's all fantasy. You know, when Evan Walker was shot at, I think on April 10th, 1963, Oswald was not a suspect, okay? All this comes from – or a bunch of big, fat lies that Marina Oswald was forced to tell – in late December of 1963, after the JFK assassination, when they were trying to frame Oswald, not just for the murder of John Kennedy, but they were going to frame him for the murder of Officer Tippett, Tippett, and they decided to frame him for shooting at General Evan Walker. It's just ridiculous. It never happened. There's nothing credible. They say, well, he left a note. The note doesn't mean it mentioned General Walker. It had nothing to do with General Walker, Okay. They say that Marina says that he came back one night and says, I took a shot at General Walker. That's garbage. She's she's scared. She's terrified in the wake of the JFK assassin. She has a one-month-old baby named Rachel, a two-year-old toddler named June. She has no money. She can't speak English. The media is screaming that her husband has just murdered the president. She became a willing marionette doll. In the hands of U.S. intelligence in the aftermath of the JFK assassination.
0: Gotcha. So all of her stuff is suspect. Everything she said. probably. But, let, but, let,
1: but let's cut her a break. She's terrified out of her mind. So the first week she was saying, Lee, a good man. He know do this. He a good man. He liked John Kennedy. I like John Kennedy. We love John Kennedy, which is true. Lee Harvey Oswald, the U.S. intelligence operative and the fake communists and the fake Marxists and the fake pro Castro supporter, was a huge fan of John Kennedy, unlike Lyndon Johnson, who would have liked to have taken a long, slow piss
0: on the corpses of John and Robert Kennedy. Have you ever heard like a connection between George Hunter White and uh, Oswald, even when he was a teen in New York City? Okay. That? That I true? don't
1: I don't know George Hunter White, so let's not talk about this. Okay. sorry,
0: We don't have to. Um let's do what else like uh so Oswald didn't kill or try to kill Walker. No, that's a fantasy. Oh, How do we yeah, know that?
1: In 2 in 2010, Marina Oswald tells Jesse Ventura, she said to him, she gets very few interviews, very very few. Um she won't Talk to me. I've written her before. I don't think she dislikes me, but I'm sure they read the letters we send them, but they don't ever reply to them. She told Jesse Ventura, quote, everybody listen to this, is the truth more important than your children? I'm going to repeat that. In 2010, Marina Oswald, when asked about what she was saying about Oswald back in that era, she says to Jesse Ventura, is the truth more important than your children? Is the truth more important than her baby? her two-year-old toddler, she was forced into making up garbage, baloney, BS, lies about her murdered husband, Lee Harvey Oswald.
0: Gotcha. And, I mean, Johnson, so Johnson is the primary beneficiary of the death of JFK. He becomes president, takes the oath of office on the plane, but then his whole, like, career is marked, like, there's huge policy changes, but this crazy person... Starts doing other crazy stuff, right? Like it wasn't. Can you hear me? It was, yeah, I hear you. It was the. Uh, the testing, testing. Yeah, one, I hear you. Two, okay, I,
1: hear right. you. So I hear you. So the policy changes. It, well, yeah. But OK. He, like,
0: but there were. There th- Vietnam, th- all right.
1: Well, there were things that changed and things that stay the same. OK. When Lyndon Johnson murdered John Kennedy, he had to First inoculate himself from the left wing of the Democratic Party that hated him, hated him on civil rights because he was awful on it, hated him on labor issues, hated him on everything else. So he adopted the mantle of civil rights, which means that all these liberals who says you know LBJ obviously killed JFK. I mean Whitney Young, civil rights activist, he said everywhere I went, people were telling me that Lyndon Johnson murdered John Kennedy. Many people thought wow. that. Many insiders thought that. I just talked to a CIA pilot a few weeks ago. He lives in my neighborhood. He used to be stationed in Thailand. He was in Thailand you know, facilitating you know, <laughs> facilitating Air America flights into Laos and Cambodia. He said everybody on our base, and we were all sheep-dipped CIA, immediately thought that Lyndon Johnson killed JFK. They didn't, they didn't think Castro did it. They didn't think the Russians did it. They didn't think the mob did it. They said Johnson. Many people who were insiders knew the hatred LBJ had for the Kennedys. So he killed them, the Kennedys not to gain something and become president. He killed the Kennedys because he knew Robert Kennedy was very actively trying to utterly destroy Lyndon Johnson in the fall of 1963. Through coordinated national media exposés involving over 40 national reporters and through a Senate Rules Committee investigation – into LBJ's corruption, which was going on uh, coexistingly with the JFK assassination.
0: Right. So he was no, There was corrupt things going on regarding some kind of like land or farm tax or something like that. Right.
1: Well, um, uh, Lyndon Johnson was so. You can just take a list and name a hundred things of, of the crimes he was committing. He committed. He would commit a felony every day. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question william what what was Lyndon Johnson's net worth in nineteen sixty three
0: net worth I don't know, but I do know that he was when he died his estate was in the hundreds of millions or something like that, so oh, I don't know exactly well, how let's he was let's worth let's of
1: that. go ahead and say his net worth was twenty five million dollars because Ed Clark, who was his lawyer, told that to robert Caro. twenty five million dollars in 1963 dollars is equal to 244 million in the year 2023 dollars that's from a guy who was in congress since 1937 uh for 26 years congress for 26 years or so and vice president for a couple more okay 1937 and 1963 suddenly this the son of a bitch is worth 244 million dollars he was taking not just envelopes full of cash Lyndon Johnson was taking suitcases full of cash. Are you a defense contractor? Give me a suitcase full of cash. We'll get you a contract. Do you want a farm contract? Give me some money. We'll put it in the bill. But you better make it in cash, and it better be put into my hands or my bag man's hands ASAP. That's how he rolled for decades, especially in the 1950s when he was the majority leader of the U.S. Senate, and his power had escalated to
0: such a level. Incredible. Really, just so much money and never going to jail, right? And he, like you said, he was able to form friendships with very powerful people. Like he kept a long term relationship with Hoover and, uh, you know. Well, hold on hold, on.
1: hold on. He was a neighbor of Jagger Hoover, my friend. Most people don't know that. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm hey.
0: listening. Yeah. Lyndon Johnson lived,
1: if you map quest it, he lived 57 yards from Jagger Hoover. That's half a football field. From 1943 to 1961, he would use Hoover to harass and spy on and intimidate his political opponents. He would walk his dogs with Hoover. When the Johnson family would lose one of their puppies, the girls would call the FBI. The FBI would look for the puppy dog for them. You understand that? Call I lost my puppy. Call the FBI. Uncle, uncle uh Uncle J Edgar, Uncle Edgar will, will find the doggy for you. That's how close the Johnsons were to uh, the megalomaniac criminal J Edgar Hoover, who also hated the Kennedys and who the Kennedys were going to force to retire on his seventieth birthday on January first, nineteen sixty-five.
0: Get the drift? All right. So he had a st- he had an interest in it as well, and. In, in- yeah, and, going, yeah uh, and so after LBJ and elements
1: of the CIA and the, the fat cats in Dallas murdered JFK, Hoover immediately covered it up, immediately had his agents contacting newspapers and was writing copy in, and, and inserting copy into newspapers promoting the lone nut thesis on the night of the JFK assassination. So that is a fact that is proven. They did that in multiple papers. That's not a reasonable thing to do for somebody who is objectively trying to find out how JFK had died. You'd immediately think, OK, who sent Oswald? OK, or well, first of all, uh, you, you'd, you would try to find evidence that legitimately indicted him, which there was none. But you would, you would think conspiracy and you would investigate until you fully had eliminated. You would not be pushing lone nut killed JFK within two hours. So Hoover is an accessory to murder a John Kennedy after the fact, and he took that role on immediately within hours.
0: Right, and there, he wasn't the only one. Time Magazine read, read stories and put stories out and stuff like that. So the media was definitely part of the whole cover up. But uh, yeah, just incredible. And Johnson like went on, didn't I? Mean you have an interest in the whole um, what is the Liberty, what the Liberty ship and stuff like that. Like, oh, a lot well, of people. They-
1: Yeah, the USS Liberty is very, very important, and it shows you just the kind of criminal psychopath that Lyndon Johnson was. Okay, this is probably even more important than JFK assassination, if you can believe that. We almost had World War III during the attack on the USS Liberty. USS Liberty, I'll sum it up for you. You need to get Joan Mellon's book called Blood in the Water, How the U.S. and Israel Attacked the USS Liberty. Uh, Israel, remember, LBJ is very close to Zionist Jews. He's carried their water for decades smart, intelligent, powerful men, Zionist Jews they care about Israel, LBJ was in their pocket. So when Israel was going to have the Six-Day War in 1967, LBJ is thinking of everything he can to help them. We're going to share intelligence, which they did. Um, We're going to think of a pretext to intervene in the war on your side, which they did. And they concocted one of the most heinous crimes ever committed in American history. The intentional Lyndon Johnson-approved Israeli attack on an American ship, the USS Liberty, a ship of 294 sailors, and Israel intentionally attacked the ship. They bombed it. They strafed it. They napalmed it. They machine-gunned it. They torpedoed it. We don't know why it didn't sink. The courageous actions of USS Liberty crew members kept that thing from sinking. They got out an SOS bulletin. If they, didn't, if they had not gotten the SOS bulletin out and the whole Mediterranean knowing they were under attack, the Israelis would have killed the ship. And then the plan was we're going to blame it on Egypt. And then the United States will have an excuse to bomb and remove Nasser of Egypt, who has drifted into the Soviet camp the past
0: 10 years. Wow, incredible. So they were going to just ramp up the war. They were okay with it. And a lot of it wasn't it was Johnson's cabinet too knew that
1: the? Well, no, 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 no. No. Oh, right. no, 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 He's not. No, no. You, the entire cabinet did not know that, my friend. Okay.
0: Okay. Maybe what, you're, so talking, John, you're just,
1: talking you're talking about a gargantuan crime that only a handful of four or five people in the U.S. government knew was going to happen. People like uh, LBJ, McNamara. Um. Clark Clark Clifford, John McCain's father, Admiral John S. McCain, Sr. These are the people who set up the liberty to make them alone in the middle of the ocean, nowhere near the Sixth Fleet, right off the coast of Israel, 13 miles, 14 miles off, so Israel could sink them and then blame it on Egypt. Uh, No, there were not not 200 people that knew what was going on, maybe five or six. Okay, my mistake.
0: I misspoke. I meant like the interior, like the, you know, No, the, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the,
1: the, the, inter- no, the inner circle criminals knew four or five people or six, um, but it wasn't known by a hundred people on the White House right. staff, okay, because they would have gone berserk. Your but there was a massive cover-up, mur- right?
0: yeah. Massive cover-up?
1: Yeah, and John McCain's father, John S. McCain, ran it, and it was a very quick cover-up. And I went to speak at the USS Liberty Convention last year in Arlington, Virginia. I was very honored to speak. They asked me to come speak on Lyndon Johnson, William. Mm -hmm. And there was an admiral there, uh, the head of the U.S. Naval History Department was there sitting about 20 feet in front of me. And I lit into Lyndon Johnson, and I told him how crazy he was. I told him about how he would defecate in front of people to dominate them. I told him he would like have take have enemas in front of his family, staff, and friends and staff. I told him how he would use the word "goddamn" all the time. He was uh, he was just so my description was just so disgusting and nauseating about Lyndon Johnson that these 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 old soldiers literally got up and made me quit talking about the old son of a bitch. Okay, they just couldn't take it anymore. There were there were women. And children there, not five year old children, but you know, thirty year old children there. It was a mixed company. You you can't adequately talk about Lyndon Johnson unless you're talking about just disgusting body functions, defecating, enemas, weird sex, uh sadism, murdering people. That's not something that you put in a in a in a d Disney movie for eight year old kids. And these were hardened veterans of the USS Liberty, not all of them asked me to stop, but about four or five of them says, Robert, enough. We don't want to hear any more about LBJ. Yeah,
0: they one, hate of it. In, yeah one of the more they, infamous stories is him pulling his penis out in front of the press crew. Of, of course, of it's where it's where why, he said, why are we
1: involved in the Vietnam War? And he pulled his penis out. This is why. So, he, uh, I mean, I just cannot describe for you adequately how regularly... Lyndon Johnson was a disgusting, evil, vile, noxious criminal psychopath who was regularly abusive of people below him for his entire adult life. I mean, Nellie Connolly, John Connolly's wife, used to work for him right when she got out of college. Lyndon Johnson threw a phone in her face. I I'm, I'm live in Austin, Texas. I, I, I'm big into gardening and plants. So I was in the gardening center the other day, and I ran into somebody whose mother knew Lady Bird Johnson. I said, really? Tell me an LBJ story. She said, well, this is from her mother, okay? This is from one of the the covert family's mother who was friends of Lady Bird. She said, my mother said that if Lady Bird gave LBJ a gift, like socks or a tie that he didn't like, he would just throw it in her face and cuss at her. Get that shit out of my face, woman. In front of her friends.
0: He was—he was just disgusting. Terrible, yeah. yeah I mean, just, you, if you look at the broad view of the Johnson administration, incredible things happen, right? Go from Tonkin, Liberty, uh, JFK assassination—just so many. Uh, MLK, right? Was it RFK? RFK was while v- he was still president. Too, v- right?
1: Vietnam War. Right. It's just—it's—it's it's one crime after another. I do not think Lyndon Johnson murdered Robert Kennedy. I think he was completely delighted at the death of
0: RFK. He was still president at the time at RFK. Is that right? Do I have my dates right? Because RFK can was running hear, for the next. You hear me? Yeah, too? I hear you. I hear you. But it was the next. It was for yeah, yeah. RFK. it To replace him. I mean, just so many criminal acts. Well, like I mean, Lyndon well,
1: yeah. I mean, Johnson, you know, he, he shot his way into the White House um, was threatening the president well before it, knew the Kennedys were about to destroy him. There are multiple aides that knew that. Uh, George Reedy said LBJ was obsessed with, with Robert Kennedy trying to destroy him in the media. Horace Busby wrote a book that he published posthumously. If you read it, you will, you will know that the Kennedys were sending reporters down to Texas to destroy Lyndon Johnson. John Connolly said, it's on the public record, He was obsessed with what Robert Kennedy was doing to him. And then you have, you know, on the Kennedy side with Evan Lincoln and Jackie immediately suspecting JFK did it. Robert Kennedy immediately suspecting it. Ethel Kennedy told her hairdresser, well, we just all thought that Lyndon Johnson had killed him. It killed John. She told it to her hairdresser. How do I know that? I had a JFK researcher friend on a cruise ship who met the hairdresser of Ethel Kennedy and he said, "Well, did she ever talk about the JFK assassination? Who did it?" She says, "Yeah." And Ethel had told her longtime hairdresser. We all just assumed that Lyndon Johnson did it. She was right. Jackie was right. Evan Lincoln was right. Bobby Kennedy was right. Madeline Brown, LBJ's girlfriend, was right. Um, and he had Warma so many.
0: Yeah, yes. he, made, he made sure yes. the cover up was in place, right? So he made sure the Warren Commission was done. Well, these, he put are the people, oh, these are all people
1: that he was friends with, right? He put Hale Boggs on it, Congressman Hale Boggs. Her wife, his wife, Lindsay, Lindy, was Lady Bird's best friend. He put his mentor, Richard Russell, on the Senate of the Senate on that commission. That's two. He put Gerald Ford in it. Gerald Ford is a longtime FBI lackey, and the Newsweek magazine called him the CIA's best friend in Congress. And LBJ was explicit when he calls up the you, you can you can hear the, the call on the internet he says, "Well I'm picking you because we need somebody who knows about the CIA on this
0: thing and I mean Dulles and McCloy right McCloy's like a
1: Rockefeller front uh, M- M- McCloy and Dulles are both Rockefeller tools uh, Alan Dulles is the former head of the Council of the former president of the Council of Foreign Relations and John J McCloy was the longtime 26-year chairman of the Council of Foreign Relations. Well, the Council, of Foreign Relations, the Council of Foreign Relations is corrupted and significant because there are too many people with U.S. intelligence connections on it. Okay, wow. they're, they're not some sort of separate group. It's like if you, if you want to climb the ladder in the CIA, you join the CFR. If you're a high-level CIA guy, you join the CFR. The, the military guys are in it. The businessmen are in it. So the CFR has played a maze, kitty Council on Foreign Relations. I can't think of any member of that group that has ever told the truth about the JFK assassination. None of them will ever indict Lyndon Johnson. None of them will ever indict the CIA. I actually know one former member of the CFR who thinks LBJ did it. His name is Thomas Lipskin. Okay, that's it. I just know one guy. One. Out of thousands of Council on Foreign Relations members, there's like one guy Who will tell you the truth? Tom Lipskin, who's also a former reporter for The New York Times.
0: Wow. I think McCloy was the head of the Rockefeller Foundation before 63, if I remember. Yeah,
1: and also guess who else is Rockefeller-associated? Dean Rusk. They all hated the Kennedys. I'm not sure McCloy did, but the fired CIA director, Alan Dulles, hated the Kennedys. Dean Rusk, Secretary of State, hated the guts of Robert Kennedy, and vice versa. They're all connected to the Rockefellers. The Rockefellers yeah. are close to Lyndon Johnson. The Rockefellers are Texas oil men. I know that sounds funny. You think, well, they Rockefellers are an international banker. They, You ever heard of Standard
0: Oil? Yeah. Okay. They're all over the place, yeah. Their it, investments are all over
1: the place. I right. think that didn't Standard Oil become Exxon? That's the Rockefellers. They're oil men, they make tons of money in oil. And Nelson Rockefeller wanted to control every little country in Central and South America. That was his balletic controlling those company countries through military and intelligence actions.
0: Right. I mean, really good book called "Thy Will Be Done." Charlotte Dutton, I think, wrote it really good.
1: I and you can me, re- and you can read that book, and you'll find out that Nelson Rockefeller knew Lyndon Johnson since 1937. Wow. That's how far back they go. And then you find out in 1968 in the spring when LBJ is not running because of his health, that's the main reason he didn't run. The second reason was Robert Kennedy was going to beat him. He was going to lose the Democrat nomination. Lyndon Johnson spends the whole month of April 68 trying to talk Nelson Rockefeller into running for president because Lyndon Johnson is completely, utterly obsessed was stopping Robert Kennedy. Nelson Rockefeller was a liberal progressive republican from New York State. Robert Kennedy was the democratic senator from New York State. LBJ thought that is a, that is that is a perfect sil- silver bullet to shoot in, into the werewolf of Robert Kennedy. He, he failed <clears throat> in getting Rockefeller to run, but man, he didn't LBJ didn't care about Hubert H Humphrey except to humiliate him. He wanted Nelson Rockefeller to win, because we have to stop the Kennedys, have to stop them. So right on, on April, April 1st of 1968, the FBI is spying on Martin Luther King, and they hear him talking to a friend, saying that Robert Kennedy is the only one who can stop Lyndon Johnson. RFK is my main man. Three days later, RFK takes a bullet.
0: Yeah, in the back of the head, too. That's
1: my other phone here, and I can't answer it, but you can hear it ring for a little bit.
0: Yeah, no problem. But, I mean, it's so strange. And and I think that, like, they spent, like, Johnson was in some kind of, like, King Lear, or no, what it would be, like, um, he was just in some kind of state of madness for the last part of his life. They spent millions of dollars on psychiatrists or psychologists. Have you ever heard that?
1: Well, I'm friends with Bar McClellan. Bar McClellan is a former affiliated lawyer for Lyndon Johnson. Bar McClellan worked at the law firm of Clark, Thomas & Winters that handled all the dirty business for LBJ. They had to set up a trust fund for the psychiatrist for Lyndon Johnson, who Lyndon Johnson spilled his guts to before he died. Lyndon Johnson was a depressed, unhappy man in the years before he died. LBJ, when he was younger, used to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day three. He'd be smoking a cigarette and then he'd put it out on his dinner plate and then he would light another one. And then sometimes he'd have two cigarettes going at one time, one burning on his dinner plate and one he was, he was puffing on. He used to just guzzle Cuddy Sark. He would not sleep at night. He would sleep five hours a night. You cannot sleep four or five hours a night for decades and then smoke three packs of cigarettes a day and then uh guzzle cut his Sark and then screw secretaries and then expect to live a long long healthy happy life it doesn't it doesn't work like that but
0: that's that's how he lived his life right just so strange like he just was such a strange character Big, strange oh, strange
1: yeah. uh, but, but let's see he was a highly functional criminal psychopath with severe mental instabilities and absolutely no morals is a completely amoral person. Completely amoral people have no morals. They're the kind of people who molest four-year-old boys and don't care. They're the kind of people who murder people and don't care. Why do they don't care, my friend, William? Because they're amoral. Not just immoral, amoral. Amoral means you don't have any morals at all. You just don't care. If you can if you can steal a hundred dollars sitting on the table and get away with it, you'll steal it. If you can steal a hundred thousand dollars in Grandma's retirement account and you can get away with it, you'll do it. Why? Because you're amoral. That's who Lyndon Johnson was.
0: I mean, he just wrecked so many lives. I mean, if you love people, always talk about we lost fifty thousand people in Vietnam. But the Vietnamese and the Southeast Asians—they were savaged, savage by a million,
1: millions problems. dead because of yeah. Lyndon Johnson. You know, napalmed, uh, Agent Orange, Agent Orange yeah, moved, yeah. machine gunned, tortured. Um, Operation uh, Phoenix—I mean, it just goes. Operation Phoenix, the assassination program—they would just kill anybody they thought was a leader.
0: Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did Merton. Thomas Merton died suspiciously in Thailand around that time. An anti-war advocate too. Yeah, I don't think he did that. I mean, I
1: mean, you know, Dave Martin wrote a book on that. I'm not a believer in that. You can can buy the book, Uh, but Dave Martin knows LBJ killed JFK. We're in agreement on that, okay? It's it's a no-brainer, obvious. So, you know, I see you've had other guests on, you know, and they are very knowledgeable. So are
0: you. You
1: know you. In in, in certain areas. Like, you know, Jefferson Morley, God bless him, has never figured out that Lyndon Johnson killed JFK. He thinks it was all CIA. No. LBJ is the peak of the pyramid. He's not going to let the Kennedys destroy him. Oliver Stone thinks it was all about Vietnam. No, no, Oliver, it wasn't. It was about the Lyndon Johnson complex of LBJ and his military contractors and his power brokers like Ed Clark knew that their investment was was about to be turned to zero by the Kennedys in the fall of sixty three. Therefore, they put a bullet in JFK's head in Dallas. Lyndon Johnson's personal reasons were the number one top reason for the JFK assassination. There were people involved who killed JFK who were mad about Cuba policy. There were people involved in murdering JFK who like like General Edward Lansdale, who was enraged at the coup and death of the DM brothers in Vietnam But those were not the dominant reasons. The dominant reasons were not Lyndon Johnson's desire to achieve greatness. No, William, it was Lyndon Johnson's desire to avoid complete and utter destruction at the
0: hands of the Kennedys. I agree. That's a great way to end it, Rob. We are at the 55-minute. Is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, I think that was a great summation. Is there anything you'd like to add? And where can people reach out to you or find you online?
1: Right. I mean, I'll add two things that we're not going to talk about right now, but Lee Harvey Oswald loved and admired John Kennedy. He didn't shoot JFK. He didn't shoot Officer Tippett. He didn't shoot General Edward Walker. He was not a communist. He was not a Marxist. Now, publicly, he presented himself as a pro-Castro Marxist. He was lying. In reality, he was not a communist, not a Marxist, not pro-Castro. He's completely innocent. So, My contact information for people who want to reach out to me, uh, the best way is email. It's morrow321 at AOL.com. I'll give you out my home phone. I accept phone calls. Area code 512-306-1510. I'll repeat that. 512-306-1510. And my blog is... You can Google it. It's Robert Morrow political research blog from Austin, Texas.
0: I'll we'll put a link to that blog in the show notes. so People can just click through on that. And you also post a lot on Twitter. That's where I came across your stuff. And you can Paul find New me at,
1: on my Twitter handle. At, it's called at Barry Seal Death or just Google Lyndon Johnson Murder JFK. Either one, you, you should be able
0: to find me pretty quickly. Yeah, That'll be another show. We should do a Barry Seal show. But uh, again, yes. the researcher, excellent information and thanks for sharing your time and full name is robert morrow and
1: of austin fine. texas it's been, it's been an honor to be on your show mr
0: ramsey all right well thanks thanks for agreeing to the interview thanks so much i appreciate it take care yes sir bye all right stay there, stay there.